If you tell me you've got a desire, I'm all in. Do you want to grow? Absolutely. Take notes and make sure it improves your business. Everybody wants to grow. You deserve to grow. You don't pitch to investors to try your luck. You, you pitch to investors to win. If it's not challenging, I don't think it's worth it. The right advice to give in business is validate the idea first. Most of you out there who want to grow, your issue is just starting, isn't it? It's important that people just follow what they want to do. It's an opportunity of a lifetime for all of us. The podcast is not about them growing, it's about them helping others grow. Abdullah, thank you so much for inviting our podcast to um, be a part of your day-to-day. And what a magnificent day it's been so far. We're, we're more than halfway through. And you are one of the leading lights of this whole event. Could you introduce yourself and tell us about yourself? Uh, first of all, you are most welcome, Steve. We are happy that you are among the people over here. So you are most welcome. And this is our pleasure to have you, you. among us. So uh, my name is Abdullah Imadi. I am part of the community cybersecurity community who built this initiative, White Hat Desert. So as we have discussed on the stage, that it was a small idea of how to gather the people and like in an innovative way to blend the culture and cybersecurity. So we came up with this idea since we saw that there is uh, like a, a hobby which majority of the GCC countries they like, which is off-road driving, dune bashing, and these kind of activities, which is, to be honest, it's a fun activity to have. So we thought, okay, how we can mix these two together? Since there is an activity called Capture the Flag in cybersecurity, we said, okay, uh, we can possibly connect both of them together. You capture the flag. Uh, digitally through an application. However, you have to do it in a physical way by going to certain checkpoints on the map, mm-hmm. physically at Misaid Sea Line area. And once we did it, it was successful. We, we had uh, plenty of people attending. 50 people showed up on the first event, which uh, for us, it was an amazing thing that we invited people who we don't know and they responded back and they came to the event. So it was an amazing uh, activity, and we thought about it, okay, let's go for the next stage. We had another run the year after, which was, it was this year, to be honest, February 2023, and more people showed up. Then we realized, okay, there is a big need and demand for these kind of activities. Let's now go for the next stage to making it official, and here we go. It's an official event sponsored by high-profile entities, especially NCSA, Google Mandiant, and Malumatiya. So they are big names in the in the country and globally. Uh, in addition to that, all the other uh, sponsors from the sol- silver category and bronze, also they are well-known internationally. So we are happy for what we have achieved. Uh, we came to a stage where we see that we are capable to deliver such initiative, such an event, and the need is there where we can play a big role in this community to deliver what is required to uh, evolve our experience and expertise 
and the skills within the... When you've done the June bashing, you were pretty safe. You're going to enjoy the June bashing. Exactly. Did you think back then you would ever get to the stage that you are today? No, to be honest, we were not thinking about it. We thought it will be a closed event <laughs> and it's going to be only between us. However, it went uh, viral and uh, yeah, it was an amazing activity. And we are planning to have the next one in February. It's kind of like a fixed thing to be every February. Every February. And again, going back to that, that time when you'd done it in the desert, did you think that you were creating a community or did you? it was just a bit of fun then? Well, uh, the community was there. Uh, we were not really into the community by that time. There was a community, a bit of a close community that we didn't know about it at the beginning. It was only like a few groups in social media platforms such as Telegram and WhatsApp. Then we realized that, okay, there, there is a big demand on these groups that they are looking for activities. They don't want to be close to traditional kind of uh, events where only seminars are given and like uh, presentations. We want to go beyond that. I think I, I, I've been to so many of these types of events and uh, I, you've got something special here. Um, and the word is community. Mm. And although the, the, when you start this off, it's a, little bit un, it's a little bit daunting because what you're trying to do, what are you trying to achieve? How are you, are you going to, is it a success or is it a failure? And, and the fear of failure is something that sometimes don't push us forward. But you've gone from something that you just went to do to enjoy to building what I can see right now. And the word community is not just a buzzword. It's actually something that you've put into place. Absolutely. That's going to be now the responsibility is now upon you to keep this pushing forward that's another huge responsibility that you yeah, guys are going to keep up to yeah, up exactly. with what are your next steps what are your your next kind of ideas or what are you going to try to do and how do, how do you maintain this success because you have I, and i want to tell people we are in the diplomatic club here in qatar and um we've got three big rooms and one room is right now right this second is full of people networking it's been networking since nine o'clock this morning and i mean networking you're talking about 100 150 people maybe 200 you've got another room that you've got hackers and they're all trying to solve problems and steal these flags and it is intense it's so intense it's untrue and everybody is there there's some competitions and there's some real prizes that are being won um, and if you want to talk to them, don't talk to them right now. Talk to them after the day because they're fully focused on what they're doing. And then you've got presentations, which I'm just so taken back by, that you've got presentations where people, you've got guest speakers from all over the world. Yes. How do you gain that? Um, what's the word, word I'm looking for? Bringing somebody all the way from the States to come to Qatar to talk about cybersecurity. It's like you had to have some value. Otherwise, somebody's not going to travel all that way just to come and, and, and speak at your event. They haven't got an idea, but you've won that. They, you've won it over. Yeah, you are absolutely right. So even, even for us, we, would, we were not believing that they would accept. But yeah, things won't be as you think as long as you try to do it and see what is the result. So... It was only a matter of invitation. We invited them and they accepted. And they saw the value that we want to deliver. We want to deliver something for the community. It's not, not something for us or something for uh, 
certain vendors or we want to like market something uh, it's only for the community sharing something that they they can take take away as uh, uh, something that they can keep it with themselves which is knowledge and experience and most impo importantly networking so once you build the connections you would be in a better situation so since we run two previous events and people get to know us rumors were like going around and they or marketing let's say they were marketing for us that okay we did uh, we attended few events which was managed by those people and we see that it's amazing and they are promising and delivering so therefore we would advise you to attend whatever event they are delivering and here we go so you Qatari Yes, I am. You're Qatari. Proudly. Proudly. Yes. I'm proud to be um, in Qatar. I'm proud that I've been here 15 welcome. years. I, I, it's, I, I try to explain to people, um, you know, sometimes people have got their own impression, which is completely wrong. Um, we're in a wonderful country. The quality of life, we, the quality of life is just incredible. You've got the, the the lowest of crime rates. I think it's one of the the, um, the, the least crime in the world, um, and it's just a, a wonderful place for for the economy. It's growing and growing. Okay, it's gone into a dip after the World Cup, but now it's growing back, and I can see it growing back. With yourself. Cybersecurity is all about experience, right? I, I listen to all the people talking and they're saying, you've got to have experience, you've got to learn by that, you've got to learn by that. Your, this weight on your shoulders is you're pushing this cybersecurity forward in Qatar. 600 people registered for this one. You probably had 100, uh, 450 attend this one right now. How do you, how do you keep with, with that side of things... How do you keep on pushing those things forward? What, what's your next steps? And, and where do you think Qatar is? And how do you see it developing in Qatar for people that want to come here, for example, from a cybersecurity perspective? Quite a few questions there. Yeah. But, I, but, but how do we... Like, the landscape here is growing. You're one of the fundamentals that are making it grow. How, how do you see it growing here in Qatar? Well, uh, first of all, uh, there is... Uh Uh, like a big initiatives from the government itself to push the awareness of cybersecurity to to the individuals and organizations. So if you have noticed NCSA, they play a big role in that yeah. and they have delivered a lot of training, seminars, workshops, all for free to, to, to many of the organizations. So they are uh, uh, giving the awareness about cybersecurity and having all the initiative for that and pushing the organizations forward by running drills and simulations for certain attacks to raise their awareness for these kind of uh, cyber attacks. Uh, because basically the, the, the uh, impact of an incident, it varies from company to company or organization to organization. However, at the end, it's going to impact the whole country. So making sure that the awareness of cybersecurity and the readiness of uh, protecting these assets and uh, uh, data assets and uh, physical assets from these uh, kind of uh, attacks is very valuable for the government itself. And of course, it's going to be for any, any government or any country. So they are doing their initiatives. However, it is on the scale of organizations. We are doing it on a scale of individuals and community. Because uh, as I mentioned earlier, 
most of the seminars are uh, being done so far. They are focusing on marketing organizations on that level. There is no much focus on the community. So going back, uh, going to your uh, next question, which is what is going to be our next step? So uh, as I have mentioned, every February we are going to have a dessert event where we will uh, go to our original idea of off-roading and CTF. And since we have noticed that seminars are not running well in the desert because most of the people would be exhausted after a long day of driving and having these challenges and fun on uh, by dune bashing on the dunes. So we decided to move that to an uh, like kind of uh, official setup, which we are having it right yeah. now over here. However, we are putting our touch on it, running a cyber security village, workshops, and CTF. In addition to that, we are looking for helping the community more and more by helping the individuals who are participating in our community by looking how they want to pursue their career path. What you are looking for, uh, are you targeting certain career path that we can support you by offering you trainings, by offering you uh, or pushing your CVs to certain uh, uh, companies or organizations who are looking for talents. So we want to connect both together. You are a talent or you lack a talent, then we will support you to improve your talent. There is an organization looking for resources. We will connect you with them. So it's a win-win situation for both of them. And we will be the medium in the middle. We will definitely make sure that we put the, your links and how people get in contact with you. Yeah. I think the human resources, as, as you just mentioned, um, 650 people registered, 450 people are in those rooms down there. What I'm staggered with is everybody tells me that, that there's a problem with women getting into technology, these type of things. I'm blown away. It's not there. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, it's only... But how many women have you got in this event right uh, now? They it's were fun. like half, half, half of the attendees. Exactly. Fantastic, right? Unbelievable. And this is the movement that you're helping create. Yeah, it's happening and we welcome everyone. So we are not specific to any uh, like a specific category. We welcome everyone and uh, yeah, everyone is welcome to attend But there's a problem in the global. We support, support. I, I, and you're being very humble now, which I, yeah. I lo- love about you. Yeah. Uh, but the thing with it is there's a global trend out there at the moment where it really is a problem to try to encourage women to come into the industry. Today, I think I'm just amazed with, as you said, there's 50% women in, in yeah, those true. rooms which is, again, which is incredible. And again, it's fantastic to what you're doing here. And, and I, I kind of, I, I'm glad that I can support you in any way that I can, because what you're doing is, is incredible. I've learned so much today from your... We are happy from, to hear that. Oh, dear me, I've learned so much. I'm still struggling with a few of the, um, the abbreviations. Mm-hmm. I thought I had SOC, I, okay. I, the, the SOC one that I was oh. just listening to. Um, what does that one stand for, SOC? Security Operations Center. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Um, I enjoyed that. There's some words I'm a little bit scared with. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, secure. Yeah, it, it could be like new terminologies for you. However, uh, yeah, once you get into the field. To White hat, and, black hat. Yeah, yeah. All these types of things that <laughs> I'm see. learning over this. Um, this uh, um, this it, it's a security threats it's oh my word it can be but i think we've just got to take it step by step and that's what i like about you and the first guy talked 
keep it simple. Yeah. Simple is not simple's hard work, yeah. but you need to keep it simple. Exactly. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It, it's a fantastic event. Yeah, it's a fantastic your involvement event. and support. It's a wonderful event. Congratulations and, and to all your team. Too. Rana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you enjoying it? Please, I kind of, you're, you've got such a welcome, a wonderful smile. Um, how's the event going for you? Uh, so far, it's been going great. Um, the venue is amazing. The people are amazing. The food is really good. Um, so, so far, it's been going really great. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. Um, so my name is Rana Khalil. I'm an application security engineer team lead at a small consulting company in Ottawa, Canada. So I came all the way from Canada to oh, wow. attend this conference. Um, and uh, yeah, so as an AppSec engineer team lead, I work with my clients to ensure the security of their applications. And the, because if you're able to, is this a, a small thing or is it a big thing? It, your clients, you say clients. Yes. How big are these clients? Are they, they, they pretty big? Some of them are small, some of them are big, some of them are in the finance sector, in the transportation sector, in the healthcare sector. It's uh, clients across uh, both Canada and the US. So it depends on the client. Yeah, that, yeah. And, that's, and, and I suppose on their exact requirements. Correct, yes. So we're here at the White Hat Desert event which is all to do with cyber security, which I'm finding fascinating, by the way, because I, I, I would always run in the opposite direction if you were going to talk to me about cyber security. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I've, I've been absolutely fascinated by everybody's comments about it. And, and I can see now that, that we work in the startup ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You better get... This is ignorance is no excuse. You need to get, you need to get up to speed with this stuff and you need yeah. to get yourself in, in play, this in place. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no excuses. Otherwise, it could be costly, even when it comes to just your images on Google. 100%. Like um, when it comes to organizations, it's not only the money that they're going to lose, but also the public perception and um, uh, the way the public views them after uh, a breach occurs. So your organization could lose value just because of a simple breach. Um, and that's why you need to invest into uh, the cybersecurity of your organization. And most organizations, um, at least right now, they're understanding that they need to do that. But in the past, that was something that was just like extra if you have the budget for it. You're very calm, relaxed, but the responsibility on your shoulders is quite considerable. Yeah, I'm used to it right now. I've been in the field for the past six years. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember times when um, I was testing an application and I was so stressed out that um, there may have been a vulnerability that I didn't find because it's a point in time assessment for the amount of time that the client gives you. So if the client gives you 10 days, you can find a certain number of vulnerabilities. If they give you 15 days, there's a chance that you could find more vulnerabilities because you've got more time to test the application. So there were times where I would get stressed out, but now um, uh, I'm a bit calmer because I'm more experienced in the field and I understand that when you ask a person to, let's say, perform a pen test for your application, um, you're understanding that um, what you're really protecting against is an attacker with the same time and the same experience as the pen tester who's testing your application. So there's a certain amount of gamification here. <laughs> yeah, 100%. This is why if you talk to anyone in the conference, they tell you they love their job and they find it to be 
very fun. And I'm seeing it from the opposite perspective, but there's a challenge and you're, you're competing against mm-hmm. everyone. But are you the source of the problem? I'm a, no, I'm the solution. <laughs> I identify the problem so that we could work towards the solution. But everybody seems to be trying to kind of be this competitive edge and who's the best and I'm going to hack you and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, it's, it seems, it, it seems I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. But it seems like I can see it from your perspective that, that you just go, you can't do anything if you're not in control. You get used to it. Attackers are always going to improve themselves. And that's why as um, so attackers, malicious attackers are always going to improve themselves. And that's why as uh, what we call white hat um, hackers, um, which is us people who have the permission to do tests um, on the system um, and do it for good reason. Um, uh, we need to continuously update our knowledge. And so um, when you're continuously learning, there's it, it's important to actually genuinely like the field that you're in and have fun with it. And that's why you'll see, like with cybersecurity, there are things called capture the flags, CTFs. I even have a Jeopardy game on my um, AppSec table uh, where, uh, you know, test out your AppSec knowledge and win big. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we try to have fun with it. <laughs> I, I, I went in to see them where they're doing this, um, they're doing this challenge, yes, right? Yeah. Oh my word, they're, they're in the zone. 100%, like that, yeah. you can't talk to them they're just they're they're there because there are prizes on the line <laughs> oh my word yeah. it, but it's great to see now with let me talk about your transition six okay. years that's relatively you know you're relatively junior but you've got a, a substantial role mm-hmm. you play yeah uh, most people start early when it comes to cybersecurity. i met someone who's like i have 14 years of experience and i'm like but you don't look old and then he's like i'm 24 i'm like what yeah <laughs> The math doesn't add up. And then he's like, I started really young. Like, at like 10, probably 10 years old. He How do you keep yourself out? Because you you must be always evolving. Yeah. There's always kind of another challenge that you've yeah. got to face on a daily basis. Yeah. Is that the excitement of the job? So it's exciting in a sense that there's always something new to learn. There's, like, you don't stagnate in terms of your job. But it also has a disadvantage in the sense that a lot of people burn out in the field because it becomes kind of um, humanly impossible for you to keep up with everything. And that's why you have to pick a field. And I was talking to someone at the AppSec Village just right now about it. It's important to pick a field and specialize in that field. You can't be an expert in everything. It's not humanly possible for you to be an expert in everything. And so um, pick a field, uh, focus on it. And even then you won't be able to learn everything. But at least, like I said, when an organization hires you, they're protecting themselves against a malicious actor who has the same level of experience as you. When a client comes to you on this front, um, is it because they've been hacked before? Or when they come to you, do they know what they're looking for? Um, most of the time they have. So some of them, yes, there has been a breach. And so they come to us for incident response. And then from there, they want to know if their applications are secure, their other applications. Um, but other clients, they know that they need to invest in security because they don't want the reputation and the image of their organization to be destroyed if there's a breach. You see, you, you hear about breaches almost every day. Um, and so you want to make sure your organization doesn't get breached. So they come to us. Some of them do know what they're doing um, and know exactly what they want. Others come to us for advice, and then we can advise them on what's the first thing they could hire us to do. 
I, th- I think we're so open to news at the moment that, that mm-hmm. the information that we take in, we don't always, we don't always look at. Mm-hmm. But you said about the, the press and the, the way that your reputation could be, be hurt. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't thought about that side of things. But what is it like? You've experienced it with, with some of the people that's had problems. It must be devastating for their business. 100%. Some businesses go um, out of service because of it. Literally. Yeah, because each breach costs millions of dollars. Um, depending on your organization, it could cost even more. And so to recover from that breach is extremely expensive. And then even when you recover, let's say, on the technical term, from that breach, there's the reputational side that it's extremely difficult to recover from. People don't trust you anymore. They don't trust you with their data, with their personally identifiable information, with their health information, with all that information. Because Even though you actually put in now all the security measures and so on, you already got breached. You have that kind of like stigma. mark, stigma on your organization. And so even like most people don't think of the reputational damage, but the reputational damage could be as significant as the technical damage. Yeah, yeah. yeah? And, and with... with if you were to give, um, okay, I'm, I'm now, I've been opened up to this, this, this new kind of um, cybersecurity. Again, I keep on saying this today, is that I, I would always walk backwards because mm-hmm. I, I just didn't understand. I didn't, I can't, I didn't know how it would bother me. Mm-hmm. I'm only dealing with um, internet and now we're going into clients' data. Mm-hmm. So it's something, as you grow, the pain starts growing. Also, you've got to come out your comfort zones. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? Those companies that, that that have to come out of their comfort zones. It's not you're not small anymore, mm-hmm. and you've got roles and responsibilities that you've got to fulfil. What would be your advice to those people right now? Yeah, invest in security just like you would invest in um, uh, in the functional side of your organization. So just like you need to ensure, let's say, an application is up and running for your users the entire time. In the same sense, for the same reasons, you need to ensure that the, the security of your application is actually sound. Because security doesn't only affect um, uh, losing the information of users. Um, we have like the CIA triad, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Um, availability, if the application goes down, that affects security as well. That's part of security. So security addresses all of these items. And once you have um, an application that is secure and functional, um, uh, you can sleep better at night, um, essentially. I just want to say with you guys out there right now, and it really is striking me so many times today, is that you've got to do something it's no good putting your head in the sand what you've got to do is you've got to embrace it and you've got to kind of you've got to welcome it and that's the one thing that I've gained from people like yourself today is is that that I've seen that this is something that's not to be it's not scary it Mm -hmm. can be if you think about it that way but it's not scary what you've got to do is you've got a role or responsibility to yourself and your organization so you need to embrace this um, and you need to put those systems in place now in saying that with your clients for example do you kind of is there clients that come to you that you tell them where their vulnerabilities are and and how they need to put that right is it important 
Absolutely, that's my main role. Um, what we do is we uh, the clients give us permission to test their applications. And then from there, what we do is we do a pen test or a penetration test. That's essentially a simulated uh, test where we test the security of the, let's say, the application or the network or whatnot. Um, now, once we perform this test, uh, we identify security flaws or what we call vulnerabilities. Um, in the application or in the network. And then from there, we write a report and then we talk to the client um, to try and, and work with the client to try and remediate those vulnerabilities. But with first-time clients, that pen test, what it does, it allows us to figure out the security posture of the organization. And then from there, we could recommend other actions or other activities that we can perform other than a penetration test. What does it feel like when you've beat that breach? Oh, it feels amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it feels amazing to find vulnerabilities. This is why we have, like, there's a lot of gamification in all of this. The capture the flag um, uh, section in this uh, conference. It's essentially just a bunch of uh, vulnerable systems, and they need to exploit the vulnerabilities in those systems to get the flag, and then they submit the flag. I, I'm, I'm trying to put myself into your position and I'd be going into work that day and I'd be saying, right, guys, we're not going to have anybody beat us today. We're going to be on top of our game. Yeah. Those, uh, oh, it's not my. that exciting. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it could be, right? no, It could be. I mean, if, if they leave us flags and yeah. then there are prizes. But no, in, in a sense, like it, when you do identify a vulnerability, it feels like an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a huge accomplishment, especially if it's like a remote code execution vulnerability where you actually gain access to the underlying server where the application is installed. That's like game over. Like some people throw parties, others high five. I've seen like- Bring it back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it really depends on the person, but it's, it's definitely an exciting feeling. Um, and that's like what I love about my job. That's why I stay in the technical side nice. of it versus the managerial side. And we need more yeah. women in technology side. 100%. Yeah, we need I completely more agree. and more and more. <laughs> yeah. So you're a great advertisement for women in tech. Now, I'm going to ask you, um, I'm going to ask you another uh, a question is, is it with your, um, you've come all the way from Canada. Yeah. Is this the first time to Qatar or have you been uh, here many times? First time to Qatar, but not first time to the Middle East. I was born and raised. Yeah, but Qatar is the best place, right? It's come true. on. It's it, true. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm a bit biased, but yeah. <laughs> so how have you enjoyed Qatar so far? It's amazing. Um, so I unfortunately got stuck in my hotel room to prepare for the village the entire time that I'm here. Um, but I did visit the Pearl and it's it's amazing. You've got to I, visit Sutwakif. You've got to go to Sutwakif. I know, it's, I know. It's, I travel tomorrow though. Oh, I'm going to come back at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got to come back. Thank yeah. you so much for taking time out with us today and congratulations and, and I'm glad that you've enjoyed Qatar and you are, I can, I, I, I want to go and work with you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I want to ring those bells and do the high five. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. Thank you, Anna. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Yuri. Hello. What an amazing event you guys have organized. Why? Why would you do this? You know, the, the big part of, of being in Qatar is about trying to, to unify people, right? We have so many different types of folks in here. We have IT, management, uh, students, you know, everybody looking to learn the latest and greatest. And one of the things that when I came here five years ago, I noticed the scene of cybersecurity is very disjoint. There's multiple people doing multiple things. There isn't really a central place to go. 
and, and have an event like this, right? Where, where we gather everybody in one room and say, hey, this is the latest and greatest in cybersecurity. So, so going with that need, we identified that, that the best way to do this is bring different challenges for different people. So you have people who are attending villages, you have people who are attending CTF. Uh, you have people who, ha who are attending the kind of more high level talks when we start having things like uh, panel discussions, things like that. So, um, so to answer your question very shortly, why is because we really want to create and build good community here in Qatar. I've heard of you, your successes today. So you've done some remarkable things, remarkable. Um, it's your third one. You're now up to 600. That's right. Plus. Um, but you started off very small. We did. Tiny. We started by just driving cars in the desert and doing cybersecurity challenges. And we still do this on some of the other CTFs that we, are, we have going around. I see your, um, and, and it's, it's just intense. You've got some guys in there. They're all sat around the computer. And you went, I went up to talk to a few of them. They're not talking. No. They are in the zone. That's right. They're focused. That's the, they're on the ball right here, right there. The idea behind those guys, so we have a capture the flag event. So they're hacking systems live. They're giving a number of challenges. Every single one of them is so-called offensive challenge. So they're got to break into a system, compromise it, steal the flag, put it in the box, correct, make sure that the answer is correct. And that's how they test their skills. Who's the smart one that gives, who sets this thing up? So we set this up uh, with the help of, of some of our, some of the folks that we interact with. And um, yeah, we try to give, you know, easy challenges, difficult challenges, really difficult challenges. Okay, grade this one today. Is this a, because they're all in, intense that's, in there. So with the CTFs, you always have the warm up. So one, there's a couple of challenges that are really easy. Even if you didn't do anything in IT, maybe you're just fresh off the university and you're studying biology. You should be able to do, let's say, three or four of those beginning challenges that gets you maybe about 400 points, right? And then after that, we start to gradually ramp up the difficulty. So some of the challenges, they have a path where you start very easy. It's very easy to get the point. But then you have to trickle down the answers to get to the difficult part. Yeah. Some of the challenges are absolutely insane. You know, we talk about 1,000 points per challenge, and you really have to hack your way through multiple systems to get the answer, get the flag. So... We really, really wanted to be inclusive, to get people to, you know, go there, do those easy challenges, but also we want them to do the difficult stuff. Yeah. Somebody who shows up here as a ninja for, for cybersecurity, great. Go and do the difficult things. And we're going to see how they do. I, I'm, again, I, I've been looking at them and I'm thinking to myself, okay, concentration span. Let's oh, see. Yeah. But they're intense. It's very intense. They're actually competing for a serious prize. So, so those guys are really in the zone. So how did people take you sit? Because you've got some great sponsors. You're talking about who pays for this prizes. You've got some great sponsors. That's right. How did you earn this respect? What would you say was the winning, the, the special source? I think the special source was that we, start, we started very, in a very humble way. I think, you know, people have seen, like, lot, bear in mind that the first two events that we've done, there were... They were not the management type of people. They were the, they were the guys on the front lines of cybersecurity. They're, they're your, your SOC analysts, the IT analysts. You know, those are the guys who are there, there day in, day out, right, working on detecting threats, trying to stop companies from being breached. We've started with interaction with those guys. We started at the very kind of bottom of, let's say, management chain, right? It's only then now that we bring in management guys and they see those high-level talks. You know, we, we start to have really interesting panels 
bringing in different people to the panel to talk more kind of high level strategic security versus the nitty gritty capture the flag, go in there and try to breach the system and do something with it. So we had to build that up from the ground, right? And I think, um, I think it's part of the reason why we have such a great sponsors coming to us as well, is they see that the people we engage in are the actual front lines of cybersecurity. No, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, you see everybody and you see people getting involved. There's an, I, I like what, what you've done. You've got the, the main room where you're doing the panels, et cetera, et cetera, and having the talks. And then you've got the networking space That's where right. it's just not, it's just, it's just full on. Everybody's That's right. moving around talking and we're talking about a hundred, 200 people in that, if not more in that room and they're all networking. And then you've got the, the, the ninjas or the, the, the people that are doing this, uh, Oh my word. It's, it's kind of, you feel the energy in the different rooms. It's in the different rooms. Where do you go from here? What, what's your, your next ambitions with this? Because it's obviously a success. You're only going to get bigger and bigger. Well, that's the thing. So we want to make this inclusive, right? For people to be able to come here and be part of the community. At the end of the day, what is run, what we are trying to do is to build community. You know, we have a community from the kind of partnership level with different sponsors, but also, of course, at the end of the day, is the people playing, playing the capture the flags and things like that. So where we see ourselves going is, is bigger. So we're going to try to have more people come into our events, different types of challenges. You know, right now, for example, we have challenges that are mostly computer-based. The next event is going to be Capture the Flags when we drive in the desert, just as our humble beginnings, we repeat the same uh, and solve the challenges to get from one point to another. So, and then just keep growing, bring, bringing more people on board. You know, maybe go to places like, for example, universities to start, uh, start bringing students in and, and things like that. That one thing. Mm-hmm. The has been the reason for your success, what would it be? I think being humble is the reason for our success. And I think, uh, and with that comes the, the community feel, you know, people feel like they can come and talk to us. We are approachable. We are not, uh, you know, in ivory towers overseeing the events. We're there on the floor and we're trying to, to you know, welcome them uh, into the community. There are some people here that just left the universities and they're looking for what's my next step. And, and we need to be inclusive about that. And, and we need to be inclusive to, to people who are the ninjas who are hacking and, and you know, they're different, different appetites that we cater to by interacting with those guys. So I think Humble is, is, our, is our beginning and that's how we started and this is how it's going. And I think that's what attracts people that they feel that this is a real community they can be a part of. I think I'm gonna bring up two points for everybody to, to, um, to listen to. One, listen to this. You have to be humble in this world. You have to be confident also, but be humble because there's always going to be somebody that's that's going to teach you something and being humble will open you up to that. Okay, the second thing is the community. You've got to go out there and you've got to join a community or go and start a community. This is what these guys have done. And I'm telling you now, I have never, this is going to be one of the biggest successes that I've seen in Qatar for recent times, that's for sure. This is a community that's building. You need to either be part of it or build your own because Everybody wants something to be taught about or to learn and experience. So go out and do that. Congratulations. I look forward to the rest of the day because I'm looking forward to watching. I'm glad you said ninjas because that gives me now <laughs> a better buzz to go and watch them. But but I, I, I think the, the, the event that you've done is, is fascinating. And let's hope for more of those. Yeah, good Absolutely. on you. This is the community. This is what we want. And that's also a call to community. People want to participate. Let's work together. That's That's what this is. Yuri, thank you so much indeed. I and appreciate the time. Thanks for putting this, being one of the team that put this, um, this event on. It's it's super. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Good on you.
Ashraf, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Um, what an amazing event. I can't believe how many people. I don't see it advertised anywhere. Uh, to be honest, uh, there was a huge marketing plan <laughs> to advertise and pay for advertisement. But actually, it's just a cybersecurity community that I guess it was a hidden secret. The biggest kept secret, I guess, or something like that. But I didn't realize that there was a movement like this in Qatar. Yeah, that's the same thing. When I when I arrived about two and a half years ago, years ago from the UK, um, I wanted to do a cybersecurity event and I wanted to get involved. And I was told, oh, there's not much going on. There's not many cybersecurity people in there. I said, of course not. There are, they're just hidden. Um, and so, yeah, when um, we did our first one, we had about 150 people turn up. Second one, 150 people. And today, I think we had about 677 register. Unbelievable. I, I, and I've been talking to as many people as I possibly can right now. And you're just normal people. Yeah, we're all, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all going to go work tomorrow and, yeah. and, and we're not paid actors. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're all uh, inside in the cybersecurity um, working professionals. Uh, majority of everybody there actually is works in cybersecurity. There's very few people, uh, I think, there that are not actually working professionals. The, the speakers that we got are working professionals as well. Um, and uh, other than the vendors, yeah, it's just a community, like a hidden community. Well, yeah, and, and these are the questions, and, and I love the way that you were explaining things. Um, why should we all be considering cybersecurity? Even if you're a young, small business, an entrepreneur, why have we got to embrace um, cybersecurity right now? Look, uh, it's, the, it's not really the new age of digital um, evolution or transformation. I mean, I, I think that was done in the noughties. But what wasn't done was that people became tech savvy, but they didn't become cyber savvy. Uh, that's for me what it is. Um, so it's an evolution of people becoming cyber savvy. Um, and that's really important because everything is digital. Um, and we rely on, on, on it's not about uh, just knowing how to use these things. It can affect you, it can affect you personally. You could, you, a hacking could make you lose your photos, lose photos of your loved, loved ones. If you run a business, a hacking could make you lose profit. You know, so it's really, really important. And every year, everything is getting more and more connected and everything has to be secure and safe. And cybersecurity is fundamental. It's, it's like, as you said, and, and it was something, again, I never considered uh, your photos. I've got, I've got 4,000, 6,000 photos on my album. If I lost those, those memories are lost forever. Especially if it was, if, if it was just hacked by somebody that, that just had nothing better to do. And, Exactly. And people say, uh, why, why would they target me? Uh, I have nothing to hide. You've you got to stop looking at it like that. You have something to lose. You haven't got something to hide. You've got something to lose. As an as a, a entrepreneur, I'm into the startup ecosystem. And it's like, I, I really, with just what I've learned today, I want to go and tell everybody, look, ignorance is not an excuse anymore. You've got to really consider these areas. And, and this is one area that you've got to consider. With, with, and there's a lot of understanding that goes on with this, but where would where, the advice to anybody, a young startup, what advice would you give to them? Look, I think if you've, you're running a company, a kind of digital first company, online company, uh, there are security tools out there. You just leverage the security features of the products you're using, okay? Reach out to the vendor or the supplier, whichever company you're using for whatever software capability, and ask them. Am I using this product in the most safest way? Okay, that's the thing. Vendors are not that great at giving you the most secure way of delivering the product. Why? Because they'll have to teach you and you may not use it and you might think it's a bit of a restriction. 
So for them, they're trying to balance that flexibility versus security. So they want to sell you the product. However, if they get you to sign up with 2FA and tell you all of these things, you're going to go, oh, this takes too long. Yeah. So they you know, turn down the security to get the customers. However, they are not really following up as much as I would like to, to say, hey, by the way, you know you could turn on multi-factor authentication. Hey, you know we can, we can restrict access or you know you haven't done any backups or you know you haven't upgraded. The patching you see a bit, but nothing else. And that, so for me, utilize the features that are readily available for you. How long have you been in cybersecurity? Oh, um, I'm gonna again make myself feel very old. I've been I've been in cybersecurity for for twenty years. Twenty okay. years there, yeah. So your message to yourself twenty years ago, what would it be? Don't go into this field. <laughs> 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 you'll have sleepless nights for the next twenty years. Oh my oh, god, man, it's been a journey. I don't know. That's a really tough tough question, and uh, oh, that's a hard one because it's been really really tough. And because we, you know, my era, it was the the Internet had just sprung into life. There was, you know, internet and then phones, and it's been a, it's been crazy. Um, so, I probably wouldn't get into cybersecurity. How difficult it is, if I'm completely, if I knew how difficult it was, I probably wouldn't. However, I've loved every single bit of it. Cybersecurity. Some people think that cybersecurity, you have to be a technical wizard, a guru. That's what I was worried about. Right. So I'm not, and you don't have to be. There are so many fields in cybersecurity that you can get into um, that are non-technical. You don't have to be a programmer to be in cybersecurity. Okay, again, another myth that people think. So you give it a go. I mean, um, it's a lot easier to get into now, and it's a lot. It's developed more. The problem with cybersecurity, there isn't really a common body of knowledge. Uh, if you know, you want to study to be a doctor, you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Right, the human body doesn't really change, right? So you yeah. know this big body of of knowledge you need to master. It may take you up to seven, eight, eleven years, whatever you wherever you want to be. Cybersecurity, that body of knowledge changes like every six to eighteen months. It's always changing. So, I don't know how you can keep up up so, together with it all. So, I really don't. So that's the thing. You you feel like you're chasing your tail a little bit. And we we, we spoke about this quite quite a bit, whereby do we slow down the innovation? So the practitioners can understand more, or do we keep innovation going as fast as possible to help protect the protect the organisation? What do you choose, right? That's that's the thing. So it's a tough one. There was one one of the things that I want to ask you and finish on. Um, there's lots of stuff that we're going to talk about that we could talk about, but I was concerned with the wording that said offensive security. What is that? <laughs> so uh, uh, there's another word. Penetration testing uh, and offensive security. So some people don't mind penetration testing, uh, but don't like offensive security. And some people like offensive security and don't like penetration testing. Really what it is, is um, and what we call also red teaming. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's actually us trying to hack systems to understand their weaknesses. So if you are a pen tester, you are testing the system for weaknesses, vulnerabilities. Um, we'd call you a pen tester, we'd call you an offensive, and you're on the offense, not defense. You know, so the opposite, of, of course, is defense, and we also call blue team. So offensive security, uh, not obviously swearing on somebody or anything like that, it's just, pen, it's just 
uh, the opposite of defense, which is let's try to penetrate. Let's try to figure out how we can get through uh, some controls, um, some weaknesses. Cyber warfare is is offensive, um, which is different to re uh, to retaliation. Okay, um, so what's interesting in 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 cybersecurity, when someone attacks you, you defend. You do not you don't attack back. Yeah. So so there is this notion of hack back, but uh, nobody hacks back. We're always just defending. We're nice people. Okay. You hack your own systems to understand the weaknesses, but if somebody hacks you, defend. Uh, prevent and you know try to recover and stop but you never hack back yeah that's also very important the white hat desert yes uh, this is a this is a, actually me doing a bit of a spoofing here because uh this this is risk management as i said uh, you heard me you, right i, I I'm think it's fantastic this. today <laughs> thank I, you I, I think it looks amazing I, yeah I, this is really hard to wear by the way i'm not used to wearing this but i but think it, i'm pulling it off <laughs> yeah yeah you're doing a great job i, I kind of a uh, perfect job the, the event today, I've, I've got to say, I've, I've been here now for three hours. I've spoken to as many people as I possibly can. Um, this is exactly what is needed here, especially in Qatar. I think you're doing an amazing job. I think what you've achieved here is, is quite incredible. It's only just beginning. The experts and the specialists that you've got coming in are really, really knowledgeable. Um, congratulations. And, and I wish you all the success Thank in the you. future. We've had some great people. We, we we're the first, first people to bring somebody from NASA, somebody from the Department of Energy. Uh, I think this is the biggest cybersecurity conference ever in Doha. I think it's Suzanne, right? Yeah, she's, Suzanne, she's yeah. looking up and she's going to come in and, and yeah. And so so we had, we had some great people. Um, I'm just uh, so proud of the community supporting us, if I'm completely honest. Without the community, there would be, would be nothing. But I, th I think it's, it's, it's like everything else, and it's, it's especially in business, is, is having that team around you. I came in this morning very, really early, and um, the, the camaraderie, and that's where I think sometimes we miss here, is the camaraderie where everybody was pulling together, everybody had a role to play, everybody wanted to, ultimately wanted to kind of educate and support and encourage this ecosystem and and you're doing just that thank you so much for thank you time. thank you for, for having me guys what did you think about the event first before we say anything and make any introductions what did you think about the event uh, and an amazing event in terms of the ctf and we have participated in different ctfs before but this one was organized very well and we definitely enjoyed the challenges and we feel like we have come really far apart from what we used to have before. So I, I'm going to go to you because I, I, I've seen you before <laughs> and I've seen you on the events before. What has made this one different to everybody else? I would say uh, the differences in terms of size. It was one of the biggest cybersecurity events that we saw in Qatar for the community and the participation was huge this time. We haven't seen something like this before. There have been uh, different events being, uh, have been happening before, but they weren't like this. And you know, it's always a start. Uh, we participated in the previous two years events also, and it started with small people, you know? Uh, I remember uh, the first event didn't have that many people. And then the second one, it increased. But this time, the organizers have outdone themselves. Like it's a huge event, and we can say they've outsold themselves. Right? They, they really have done some yeah. wonderful things. Yes. Um, and okay, let me go through this. Please introduce yourself. <coughs> okay. <clears throat> My name is Ahmed Al Hasl. Uh, I work at Qatar University as an information security analyst. I have been in this field for around four years now, and uh, yeah, that's basically. And yourself. I'm Moad Bajtara, I'm working in Malumatia as a cybersecurity specialist. 
Uh, my name is Ahmed Aziz. I'm a cybersecurity engineer that used to work with Malamatia. Now I've named abroad. And I just want to say, in there, it was so intense. Did you feel that pressure? Because when I saw, looked over to you guys, you were sat back with your... You, you seemed like that you were so un under control, it was untrue. Was it like that or was it intense? I mean, it, it is not our first uh, CTF to participate Further, we, we were actually there to have fun and uh, it just so happens that we won. So, of course, uh, thank God that we won this, alhamdulillah. However, uh, I would say that uh, when, when, there is a, when there is a pressure, we usually think that uh, we have to handle this as a team, of course, uh, and we collaborate to solve the questions. Uh, further to that, we were also ahead in the ranking, so we know that we had some, like, uh, buffer between us and the second team, so that kind of made us relax a little bit. I've seen you so many times before. Yeah. I, I have seen you. Yeah, so when I saw you sitting back in, and, and I saw you virtually at the top of the leaderboard, I was feeling good for you for one. <laughs> but you. also, I, I spoke to you earlier, and your your dynamics between the, your group was just unbelievable. The teamwork between you, it was it was it was remarkable. I I, I thought to myself, I thought, oh, what well, they did. I went into the hackath, the the kind of um, what do they call it? The CTF. CTF. What capture is it? The flag. Okay, so capture the flag. So I went in there, and it was intense. Everybody was, and I tried to talk to a couple of groups. They didn't want to talk. You were laid back, and I keep on saying this. You were laid back. What does this mean for you with the cybersecurity you're, that you're into? What type? What What does this do for the cybersecurity here in Qatar? These type of events. I mean, I, I would also like uh, say that as a cybersecurity professional, you have to work under pressure. In many cases where there is a natural attack and the attacker is moving quickly through the network, you have to be fast and you have to be confident in uh, tracking the attacker and stopping him from getting further access. So that's a key feature or let's say a key an important uh, thing that a cybersecurity professional should have uh, in, in their personality is that they should be uh, good to work under Russia and very confident over their skills. I would also like to add that we are actually friends. So having that friendship dynamic, uh, already having an understanding. And we also went into the event with a game plan, which was we will work individually initially. And then where we have, like you can say, moments where we are stuck, we can talk to each other. So we had a game plan to discipline ourselves also. So we have the experience. I would say this isn't the first time that we have attended this kind of thing. So that adds. And I, I say this to my team sometimes, and, and I, I love what you're saying, because you say that you were working as individuals, but you came back and you updated each other. Um, what is it like for when you've solved something and you go back to tell your team, I've done it? That must be so rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Was I think you might have seen it at the end where we solved the last challenge together. And uh, I think the audience was also cheating with us. We had some friends that were really happy for us solving the last challenge. And we did it in the last week of time. So definitely that enjoyment. And you can say the thrill that you feel at that moment. Uh, it's amazing. What, do, what if you had something to say to the organizers right now, what would it be? Huge, huge thanks to the organizers, especially Ashraf and the rest of the team. This is not the first time they're organizing this event, but it's the third version. We attended the first two. This was by far uh, the best one so far. I would really like to thank them. And, and th this event, if it repeats uh, yearly, it can be something uh, that attracts people from 
other countries in the region from GC especially. We know that Black Hat uh, conference is getting organized in Saudi. We can be proud that this started in Qatar. This was born in Qatar, this event. And uh, hopefully next year we see more people from uh, other countries joining us in this event. I, th I thought that the, the speakers that was coming from all over the world, I thought that was impressive too. I loved it how they split it into three. Two, uh, three. Networking, hacking, and then the presentations. And there were so many people here. It was one of the best events I've been to. Yeah. Actually, yes, uh, since we attended the first two, we can see the exponential improvements from the White Hat Desert 1 and 2. And this one was unbelievably improved. Like, uh, with, with, like what you mentioned now, the international speakers that they brought from abroad. So, unfortunately, this is one of the things that we could not attend many speakings since we, we were... Uh, you were quite busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, re coming back to the point where we were calm, since uh, the platform that they were using, which we were using, which is Immersive Labs, show you that you are getting right uh, answers. This is this was boosting our uh, performance every time. When we see that, we get this. And uh, any, I have to congratulate myself and my, my friends also. Uh, many, many things that we we didn't know about at all and then we learned at the moment. Yeah. Most of the things actually. Uh, to add to the point, none of us uh, are specialized in the offensive part of the of the security. All of us are defenders. So this one is in, not our cup of tea. Uh, nevertheless, we excelled, alhamdulillah, we finished it. I, I, and I, I'm so glad that you said this offensive security. Okay, because it's... It, kind of scared me when I first heard that sentence today, right? <laughs> Offensive security. It's like, oh my God, it's like, it seems like you're all one, the hackers and the defenders. But it seems like it's a big game. <laughs> you but with that. serious consequences. It's just it's, the ethical boundary line that separates us from the attackers. Yeah, <laughs> but you've all got to think the same, right? Is that correct? You've yes. all, it's the same thought. The same mindset, you can yeah. say, the same tools. But the attackers definitely they go beyond a certain level. Of course, yeah. as defenders, we have to know how the attackers attack the network in order to be able to defend it. Exactly. So that's what was one of the things that helped us. And also the offensive uh, attack, the offensive uh, specialists also sometimes they have to know how the defender is working to bypass it. So it's one big field that if you have uh, the, the experience of both part, you will excel more and more. And you've got, you do this as a profession. Yes. You've got to be on your toes every single day. You never know what you're going to come up against, but you've got to be evaluating constantly. Is that physic? that must be physically draining, right? Do you go home after the day's work and go, oh, dear me, that was a hard day. You might not have done anything, but you were looking for many components that you were trying to identify where that, where that threat was coming. It might be... Maybe it's not physically because we're not carrying heavy things, but mentally, definitely. This is the, any, the burnout of the analyst, security analyst is one of the main issues that many people get out of cybersecurity before the burnout, because of the burnout or... Uh, mentally training. Exactly, the mentally training. I've said this to you before. Where do you three go from now? You've just won this competition. Is there a kind of, is there a, a business in the making here? Is there a bond <laughs> making? Actually, uh, we do this for fun, I believe, guys, right? It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. It's a continuous journey of learning. And uh, we 
have a lot to grow as well, as well as any other cybersecurity professional in the field. We are constantly and always learning new things every day. Uh, there is no person that knows everything, of course. And we hope to continue participating in such events and uh, learning and growing together. Yes, definitely. The advantage of these events is that you get to know more people also and the things like the capture the flag event and all of that, it is motivating for you. You definitely don't know what you're pitching yourself in when you come to those events, but when you see different uh, people and talk to them, definitely is an eye-opener for you. So there could, uh, sorry. I'd like to add one more thing. For myself, actually, when, when we were participating, we were not, we didn't know who, who we are participating against. But when we were trying to solve and then we finish some things and we see other people struggle, and then later we know from where they are coming, we think, wow, these guys are coming from X company or X, and looks like we are ahead of them. So that also gives us more, uh, give us more uh, motivation to finish before. This is one of the things. It was a great, 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 great game today. And it was great to see those emotions. And I was particularly looking at you because you were animated and it was great to watch and, and to see the, the, the success you had. Um, I don't think there could have been any better three to have won that competition today. And I congratulate thank you. all three of you. Keenan, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Our podcast, our podcast is I Want to Grow. And um, I've been taken back by this white hat desert um, uh, forum type, type event. Um, it was great to see you on the panel just now. Thank you very much. Um, but we were just talking. This is a whole different thing for me. I'm new to this, completely new to this, is cybersecurity. It's quite frightening. How do we take from the very beginning about entrepreneurship? How do we how do we embrace this? Well, I think it's you know, I mean, digital life is something that that became you know new normal for us. You know, I don't know how old are you, but you know, I, I remember time without internet. Uh, so, uh, but our kids and, and the, the, the new society and, and, and everything is built on digital. So the way the locked door on, on the house became normal, you know, for us now, some measures that digital security and cybersecurity brings into our lives are or should be uh, a new normal. So, I mean, it is scary, you know, when you see what people are capable of doing, you know, the same way. You know, we want to travel to some city and we see the high crime rate and you say, oh, don't walk on that street. And then when you come there, you see people are walking still and, and life is normal. However, sometimes things happen. Yeah. So the same with cybersecurity. I mean, uh, it does sound scary, right? When, when, when you realize what kind of impact that can have on your life, but it shouldn't paralyze you into, you know, not, not doing things, but rather, you know, embrace it and uh, uh, practice it as much as, you, as, as, as possible, both in your private and your business life. And then, you know, continue living with it. I mean, this is, as we just mentioned before, while we were walking here, never ending thing. It's not going to, we will not wait, uh, wait to see a day where there, there is no more security. Right? Yeah. They will always be trapped and defense. So. I, I, and you've simplified it, and we would uh, the last um, the last panel, which I, I really loved. Simplify, simplifying is not always the easy. It's, it is it is a difficult, it's a very complex topic, uh, um, 
as any other, I mean, I would say, uh, um, no matter what kind of business line you are in, um, when, when it comes to expertise, these are complex things. But then again, we need to be able to communicate these things to the people outside uh, because we are doing it for them and for us, because we have, as a cybersecurity professionals, we have no purpose if people who we are defending do not realize the need and the benefit of it. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm, the way that you explained it just then made it perfect sense. And the perfect sense was, um, you don't lead to your door and go, did I? In Qatar, possibly. Could, yeah, but still, again, this is a great example you mentioned. This is a good example for risk management, right? Yeah. Because in Qatar, you know, the chance that somebody is going to even to try whether the door is unlocked or not is close to zero. Yeah, correct. So in your risk management, think, well, if I forgot to lock, it doesn't matter. I sleep nicely. While if you live, I don't know, in Bangkok, maybe it would be a different story. It, it, it's crazy, but but it's like we were talking about businesses. And again, I'm, I'm completely um, alienated to all of this because it is, the problem isn't with me. I don't think that my, my um, internet footprint is that great. Mm. So I'm not kind of, um, um, except now with my company growing, no. all of a sudden you've got to take those risks you've got to understand those risks and responsibilities. And those are the times that you've got to go and double check, you shut the door because you don't want to let somebody in. And there is much more at stake and the, the moment you realize how big is the threat. However, you as a business owner and, 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 and somebody who leads the business and business leader, you know, I don't think that you should not sleep over it. You know, you should definitely have somebody to advise you what to do and how to do it. And if you find good comfort in that, I think that you continue a life like, you know, when you go home, you don't think whether you locked your door or not, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's routine. Yeah. Keep, I have a... But it's, it's really good to say that. So where does th this industry go right now? Are, are we doing, are you guys doing enough to kind of help people to embrace this? And what do we do in the beginning to embrace this? Do, do we need to kind of, do, do we need to have a better understanding? instead of talking in, in abbreviations where we've just had it, how can we all embrace it? And how, how can we encourage, from my side, how can we encourage people embracing this then? Well, the, first of all, we mentioned in the panel, there is a great lack of, 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 of talent in this field and uh, large organizations that really care about uh, information security and governmental intelligence agencies, they have a problem finding people to work in this field that goes to any other vertical industry vertical we, you know you, you can imagine um, when it comes to, to, to organizations where information security does not directly contribute to the profit or, or 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 to the operation of the company but it's rather some sort of support function that makes sure that business continues its resilience function continues function normally in the case of cyber attack and that that uh, i think that it's easier for them because there is a lot of great businesses who are outsourcing their, their, their skills. For example, you can, these days, it's a big trend to have managed security services uh, uh, as a, 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 for example, for cybersecurity operations center. So you don't care, even if you have a couple of IT guys in the organization, you don't care about security because your, your SOC function is performed by somebody outside who has expertise, who has multiple customers, who get, brings that benefit of, 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 of uh, uh, having the view over the larger industry than that what we, what your own employees would, would, would have. So I think for them, is, is, is for that kind of businesses, it's much easier. 
large businesses that have a stake in security, where security directly links to their profit, where they cannot afford to outsource this, uh, they, 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 they have a difficult boat in um, finding the people to do it and, as you said, to embrace it into the, the, the business model because cybersecurity is not something that you build outside your, your business. It needs to be built into the business process if you want it to be effective. So buying uh, the, 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 in this kind of thinking where your uh, 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 business suddenly needs to transform while it's transforming digitally, it also needs to transform cyber security-wise, it's sometimes difficult. And, and I, I like the way that you said, because everybody's worried with this AI and that we should be kept making things simply, uh, simplified. But you guys are saying that this needs to be really personal. You need to be setting those those, those, those things up on a personal level to try and trap the people for sure. that's coming into your system. For sure. For sure. This uh, the speaker before me, he was uh, having a great point of... Uh, um, being have, taking advantage of you being in your home ground that you know your network much better than 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 than, than you any other attacker that would would attack you doesn't matter what is their skill level would know and uh, um, the things that use cases are always specific to the businesses. However, this doesn't need, this is not necessarily done by your own employees, but it can be done by that external company. Yeah. If you find a good partner and if you understand what you want from them, you know, if you have that buy, this is important for me. And again, measure, you yeah. know, it's something yeah. in the middle. So mm-hmm. There are people who are very paranoid. They spend way too much money on, 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 on security and there is no benefit. Like imagine you are spending, let's say, 40 to 60 million a year and you didn't have a single attempt of breach in, in five years. Obviously, waste of money. Yeah, right? yeah. So those things, I think, uh, are important for, 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 for business decision makers uh, uh, to embrace, to, to uh, look at it uh, like they are looking at any other business opportunity. Strategic risk management, operational risk management, just con- converted into, into cybersecurity. Yeah, and I love the point that he made also was when he said that, that he had two administrators. They were specialized. And they, they were the ones that called the breach because yes. that was... A, a, they know that doesn't belong to their network and they know what to do. Yeah. However, it's plastic example, you know. I mean, real life doesn't work like that mm-hmm. because if you want your business to work successfully, no, no matter how small, you cannot just go on and cut off people from the network just because they violated rules. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not... That's another good point, yeah. Right. You, you, if you continue like that, you'll cut off everybody. There is no, no, no business. Yeah. That's why I mentioned the, the point of resilience yeah. where organization needs to embrace resilience, needs to be able to perform under the attack. And we have seen that in Qatar, you know, uh, during the unfortunate blockade from 2017 to 2019, we have had a tremendous amount of attacks from, from our neighbors, state-sponsored doctors, very advanced attacks. And we continued performing and, and operating while still, you know, defending against probably the most advanced things I have seen in my 20 plus years of experience. That's, that's huge responsibility. That's a huge responsibility to try and come. It helps if you don't think about it as a responsibility. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to leave that point. I've got one more question for you. And it's yeah. going to be really off, to- real off topic. But I, I'm going to start asking every guest that, that we get coming on to our podcast. I want to ask you the same thing. If the, um, I want you to give a message to the 15-year-old you from where you are now. 
Um, get married when you are 16 instead of when you are 23. Really? Yes. <laughs> Did you get married at 23? I got married at 20, 22 years. And why did you say that? Because, you know, I, I, was, I was dating my wife when I, for, for a long time, under a long time, when I was 15 and when, when I was 16. And then we broke up when I was like 16 and a half. And it took us five years to find each other again. And those were not the greatest time of, of my life. So since it's off topic and it's not related, I, that's the advice I'm going to give to myself, 15 years old. But, you know, <laughs> honestly, you, you've been an absolute joy. Thank you so and much for your time. I know that you're really popular here. And enjoy, enjoy the day. Yes. Enjoy the day. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad for your time. All the best. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much Thank you so much indeed. Mohanid, thank you so much for joining me. I can't believe it. This is what the power of networking is. You came, we've sat next to each other. We're now talking. We found out how much we enjoyed each other's company. We're now doing a podcast. <laughs> how have you enjoyed the event? You, you're just a, a kind of a guest here today. Exactly. What did you think to the event? Well, uh, it's my first cybersecurity event in Qatar that I attended. To be honest, uh, I was surprised with uh, 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 the people that I know them by face. I met some of them by online. Uh, I know them from social media, but today I can meet them face to face. We, I just interviewed, and it'll be coming out on this interview with Reina. Yeah. And you've just met you met your mum, uh, yeah. met her mum. That was a wonderful. You're nice with people. You really are nice with people. <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 like her mom, I treated her, uh, or any anyone, any, but especially with uh, elderly people, we have to respect. We have to respect the white hair as well. <laughs> you're the, we're going to have to respect you too, because you're getting yeah. a lot of white hair too. Tell us, introduce yourself and tell us what, I'm, I'm sorry, we should have done this in the beginning, but introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Okay, so basically, uh, my name is Mohanad Alumari. Uh, I live in Qatar. I was born in Qatar and um, uh, uh, since 39 years. My parents as well. Uh, I finished my high school here and then I went to UK. I studied industrial design engineering at the uh, University of Hertfordshire. Uh, then I came back here to Qatar and I work in construction industry and manufacturing industry, whereas part of it is a family business. And uh, then I decided I don't want to be in construction uh, industry because it's it's uh, a very tough industry. Uh, however, I got the chance to study again. Um, uh, I went to Canada and I studied a cybersecurity specialist for two years. Um, that time I was a father of three kids and working full time and studying full time. Which is giving me the the, the sixteen hour day. Yeah, exactly. Almost. I, briefly, I, I used to sleep between five to seven hours a uh, a, a day maximum. Uh, however, uh, the motiv motivation uh, behind that was the, the 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 work and my experience in the construction, and and my, what my father teach me through the years. You don't give up. We don't at all. It's not an option to give up. If you want to do, do it. So I decided to do it. 
I don't, at that time I was 37 years old. I said, I don't want to be in my 50s and say, oh, that time I was having time, why I didn't do it. Uh, no, I did it. And, and thank God everything went well. Then I worked with a Canadian company uh, that are specialized in cybersecurity. Uh, then I got an offer to come back to Qatar as in construction industry plus cybersecurity business. Oh, wow. So the, my, the company in Canada, they established a branch over here. Uh, and I was the, I'm the regional manager now. Uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm working also on construction. So just to be away, uh, to be away from the winter time in Canada. <laughs> That's pretty tough. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this, this is what uh, brought me here. And uh, I did. Uh, I know a lot of people here in Qatar. I met a lot of them um, uh, through my network, through friends, through my father relations as well. Uh, and uh, today, I was lucky that I met all of them in one place. It was more easy. It was amazing today, right? Exactly. The, the amount of people that were here. It was just, and they were from the ministries. They were from the. It was. It was pretty good. Exactly. If if I want to spend. To, to meet all, all of them, okay, not all of them, one by one, I need a minimum one year. It's it, it been done in four hours today. <laughs> exactly. It was a brilliant, brilliant event. Yeah, I, I especially, totally especially you can meet the decision maker, which is, this is the more, more important uh, point. And I've been saying this all along. I've been saying this to all of our guests is that it's so important that we, all of us, all of us, no matter what stage we're at with our businesses or personal life, we all need to understand um, cybersecurity. Exactly. And that gives you a, now an inroad to tell us what you're going to do. All right. So um, uh, we have a security training uh, a course that uh, being designed and written in-house in our company that for students in schools, teachers and parents and for elderly people as well. Uh, such materials you can't find in any platform, such materials uh, for elderly and for small kids between grade three up to three uh, up to grade nine, you have to create something that they interact with. You can't just give them a book, a theory stuff to read about cybersecurity. No, we have to create an interact uh, platform. Uh, and, uh, and for that, uh, we are trying to create the idea with the schools here to start to train their kids. And it's a privilege to give for, for, for such a school, any school here in Qatar. And uh, we met a school, uh, uh, two schools actually, uh, but one of them, they were faster more than the other one. So they decided, they agreed. We did a presentation. They agreed to run um, a training day and to invite the parents and the kids uh, and, and the teachers to do the training in their, using their computer labs. That's a huge step. Well, you have to create the opportunities. I know I said to you, I said to you, um, we, we were joking earlier. And you said, you know something? You've just got to do it here. Exactly. You've lived here all your life. You can't, and I, I said to you, a lot of people will stand from the edge and it will tell you how to do it. Mm -hmm. But then there's people like you 
that doesn't actually do that. You get into the middle and you show people how to do it. That's what I love about people like yourself. Uh-huh. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I don't have any other options. I, I, I spend a lot of time studying, working very hard, so I can't give up easy. And I, have, um, and I, I, don't, I don't have any plan to go and live somewhere else. I want to. I want to spend my life here. I love Qatar, Qatar, uh, uh, and it's 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 my home. Like like every month, I have a day in in this month meeting with my uh, uh, friends uh, uh, back back in school. So this one, like, and my my parents and 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 my relatives also is here, and my kids they are loving it. I feel safe. So. That's privilege. I can't just keep it away and go. And I try to get over to people, companies, individuals that come to Qatar. And you are the perfect advert for me to show this video to them to look up and say, this sums Qatar up. The opportunity, the lifestyle, the experience here and the opportunity. Because as you said, there was people in that meeting today in that that. It would have taken you a year to go round exactly. one by one. Exactly. Did you think for one second today that this day was going to be like the day you've had? No, at all, at all. Even though I wasn't, I wasn't had the motivation to to come to the event. But um, I met Rana, and she told me, "No, you have to come. Uh, I will be there." I, I said, "Okay, I will come. I will, I will, I will give uh, this time." But when I came here, I was shocked. I was, I was, I was, I, I, I was sad that. I don't know about this <laughs> uh, this event today. Only, only my colleague Rana, she told me randomly, you know. But why I didn't receive the ad? Why I didn't see that, that there is a conference, such a conference? And and uh, and and I got a lot of information, with uh, which gave me to think again in different ways how to create the business and the opportunity and as a as as let's say as a business wise okay i'm trying to create the opportunity okay which is i don't have any other competitors you know so i'm the creator Shh. <laughs> don't say this too loud uh, well well today today i have another competitor company i i introduced them to one of the uh, chief uh, executive in cybersecurity, I said, I I I I I like uh, everyone to have their chances. It's not only me. And this is how we built the trust between each other. That I will love what I love to myself to others. So so it was it was a very nice and successful event. What would you like to say to um, White Hat Desert? White Hat Desert. Uh, I wish that I knew them since they planned and they came out with this idea. I wish that. Uh, they did a lot of effort. They are professional. Uh, the speeches, the talking, the guests, the organization, everything was perfect. Everything from A to Z. I, I like I want to be one of the team to help them for free just to bring successful and help other people to find jobs have projects and so on and that's why uh, as a community in cyber security or IT industry uh, 
you can't say this company is a competitive to me. No. In IT, you have one company can do one, two, three, four, and other company can do one, two, three, four, so we match. We help each other. And and that's what, what I learned uh, during my business, my, 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 my job in the construction as well. You're a remar- remarkable young man. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. And I can't wait to show this podcast to everybody that's concerned with this organization because um, your comments and your feedback is, um, is a big, big reward to them because I know the type of people they are. They're just like you. Mm-hmm. I just want a message for you guys. Yeah, you can't go any further than just see what just happened to me just then when you meet people like Mahanan, Hanad. Exactly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, seriously, we we've been we sat down next to each other and this guy's the real deal. Um he really does want to just help people. And there's opportunities out there. What you've got to do and I keep on saying this is just make the effort. You've got to make the effort. If you don't make the effort, you're going to let these things pass you by. And I'm hugely privileged to have come here today because I'm I'm like I'm like him really. I I didn't really know that I was going to do this until a week ago, and then I I thought to myself, oh, this is the weekend. I don't know if I want to spend some of my weekend doing this. And my word, I am just so privileged to have been part of it. Thank you so much indeed, and thank you for your kind words. They're going to love what you said. Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure. Uh and like uh, we're going to do business together you know that don't you? yeah yeah definitely definitely 100 <laughs> percent. i know that i know and and you just made you just made my day more 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 uh what's this what's it called uh, you just made my day uh me, me actually made the, the the end of this event because it ends now is more beautiful than what i expect I, 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 the, the same with me and and that's the one thing that I, I thought when I, I first saw you and then I saw you and I thought I've got to get a coffee I've got to go yeah. and get I've got to get a coffee and something just to eat a little because it's I'm, I'm starting to slow down a little and then I started talking to you and I said no come on come on please come with me <laughs> and you said I like your smile so I'm coming with you <laughs> come on then let's go but I'm glad that you spent that time with me because um, you're, you're, you're a good, great uh, man. You're uh, a great man. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And I hope thank you're you. my friend for the rest of my life. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure. 100%. Yeah? 100%. No good doubt. on you. Thank, thank you, thank you so much. Nice to meet yeah, you. good on thank you. you. Hassan, thank you so much for coming to join us. And um, yeah, the first, th- first thing to do is introduce yourself and tell us what you, what you do. Well, my name is Hassan. I'm a bug bounty hunter by nature. Been on the offensive security side for quite some time. Breaking stuff since I was 15, and currently I'm a senior information security officer. Passionate about cybersecurity in all aspects. And uh, it was an interesting journey getting here today. It was an interesting journey throughout the day. But cybersecurity, what made you get involved with cybersecurity? <laughs> it all started when I disassembled the dishwasher back at home and I couldn't reassemble it again. And then my mom told me, You have a habit of breaking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but and then in a weird transition i got my first computer and i was always fascinated in these tech guys coming into our house fixing the computer and everything and i just wanted to re-emulate whatever they're doing and then i moved into software and i was like oh, how do i install the software what's happening there and it shows an interest and my parents taught me to research everything because 
well, they didn't have much time to, for, to answer every question I had because I had too many. So like, hey, research it, we'll get you an internet connection. And then I started doing all of these researches and then I realized like I, I'm in love with the whole concept of not physical security, but the virtual security of things and how things transpire and how everything is functioning, how everything is talking to everything. And ever since I was hooked. So I just wanted to know more about how things function and basically try to break that function whenever I can. I, I find it amazing because I didn't know really so much about secure, uh, cyber security because I, I just walk in the opposite direction. I, I just didn't want to know. And then the guy, I was speaking to a, uh, one of the um, guests this morning and he looked up and he said, look, it's like, um, it's just like you lock in your house just to be more safer. And then it made perfect sense for me that, that you've just got to be really with all your information, whether it's it's data or whether it's kind of your your profile online or even just your photos in Google, you know, you want to protect them. I'll tell you even more. People actually use security and talk about security more than they actually realize. So whenever someone is putting something on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or any platform, they will say, who can see my photo? Let me restrict it to a certain audience. That's a security feature. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting out of your house and right now with the technology craze, you have an access card. Oh, uh, if I lose this access card, I need to report it so that I can get a new one and the old one revoked. Yeah. So these are all cybersecurity concepts and people are getting accustomed to them without even realizing the actual thought process behind what's going on there. If it's an RFID card, someone can clone it. If you lost your uh, visa card, someone could use it. And then you need to call the bank to deactivate it. Cybersecurity is all over and it's all around us. People are now grasping the thought of what is cybersecurity? Because previously you were worried about, okay, my wallet is in my pocket. No one can steal it from me. Right now, most of your transactions are online. So you need to worry about much more factors. Now we need to worry about your mobile phone. You need to make sure there's a pin on it. Yeah. Cybersecurity is becoming more obvious in the sense of our daily usage because the technology is progressing. So previously you didn't have that technology. Yeah. You didn't have that smartphone in your hand. You didn't have that two-factor authentication. Uh, support would, would not call you. Basically, they would send the sales rep to your place, to your yeah. home. And yeah. right now they just call you on the phone or they have a virtual meeting with you. Cybersecurity with the progression of technology is becoming more and more there. And it's a concept that everyone should be aware of. I think you're, you're right. And me thinking to myself that I don't have any kind of um, interaction with it. You just outlining some of those points. It's in my life. Cybersecurity is in my life. It's how you kind of keep up with it. With this event today, it's like I, I've learned so much. What were the highlights for you? Oh, Meeting new people, what these guys are trying to do is build a community. And that's not always the easiest thing not to do. Not easy to do, right? And the fact that today's event was able to gather so many professionals with such high profile people and so many diverse backgrounds, cultures, nationalities into one place under one roof here in Qatar is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, mind-blowing and the added value that each individual got from every small feedback he received from any professional here 
is, and I don't take it lightly from a, as a cybersecurity professional, it's life-changing because we're all facing these cybersecurity challenges. And when we are sharing those challenges, we're getting multiple inputs from different people who might have already solved them. This would help us tremendously when we're back at the office tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never, I never even thought about that. I'm, I work within the startup ecosystem, and and I'm always saying that we need to talk to each other. We need to learn the mistakes that other people are, lear- are making, so that we can grow. That we can not make that spend so much time on those those problems or solutions, and and just to keep moving. And when you've explained it like that, my word, yeah, there was. There, I, I had the last guest. One of the guests had looked up and said, "Hey, you know something." If I, I met so many people here today, it would have taken me a year to have gone around individually to those people. And not just that. I believe it's more of the connection you're building. So what's a community? It's a group of people with a shared interest yeah. that are standing together to achieve a specific goal. Yeah. They ticked all the boxes today. All of them. There's not a single thing that I can say that, okay, improvement I mean, something can be perfect and some people can say it can be improved. For me, this was perfect. Yeah. From a gathering perspective, from people just sitting, talking, laughing, different cultures, diversity, yeah. Yeah. the amount of passion everyone is showing, the hackers meeting and oh, that CDF, that was, that was mind-blowing. <laughs> yes. And for me, like, I don't want to consider myself old in the field, but 10 years ago when I first like started doing this, I would jump on every opportunity to have this. So I believe the generations that are yet to come in the cybersecurity field in Qatar are privileged to have such a community that's established, that has so many people, and that can drive the whole industry and the whole community in Qatar forward, specifically the cybersecurity community. Because there's not too many cybersecurity people out there, but there is so many people that wants to break through this and they don't know how. Yeah. And I think it's our mandate to share that passion yeah. with them. Yeah, I agree. And to share this knowledge that we have acquired and that we've spent a lot of time self-development, they can acquire it by a, with a meeting. They can acquire it through a speaker's panel. And this is the true heart and soul of this event, is that you get to inspire people that were thinking about cybersecurity to actually pursue cybersecurity. And you probably know we are in shortage of them. There's almost a 4 million gap of cybersecurity professionals in the world. And these events, these communities help drive the country forward, help drive the culture forward. I I said to somebody again today that this is driving the country forward in a a massive... I said, do you realize the... The, the kind of what you're doing, the work that you're doing, but listen, the responsibility you've got now to make this even better. Yes. And and that that's the thing that, that was for me. But in saying that, I thought the whole event was perfect. I thought that having the networking, because there was people from the very yes. beginning here today, they were doing nothing else but network. And then they went in and they saw those young kids, most of them hacking okay and you couldn't even penetrate any of those things because they were so focused in what they were doing and then you'd go in and you'd see all the panelists that they brought in from all over the world yes and they were in they were sharing their knowledge and expertise to everybody yes and And that was a power for me as a speaker today i was privileged because i was speaking to an audience and everyone was captivated captivated 
on your every word. And me looking at these faces, I just wanted like, I want more. Yeah. I want like a full-fledged, uh, I don't know, like give me all the time in the world. I would stay here and talk to these people forever. Yeah. Because, and the questions you get to ask, and I will give you a small example. One of the attendees just asked me, right now I'm not in, in cybersecurity, but I feel like still where I am right now, and this is my technical knowledge, and I want to go into this field. What do you recommend? That's a responsibility. That, that's a question that... I, I'm, I know. You know, like, okay, so this is what you need to do, and just tell me a bit more about you, and I'll try to guide you through what you should do to get there. And for 22 minutes, he was listening nonstop, and he was taking notes. And when this whole conversation ended, we shook hands, like, yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn, it's Hassan Shuk or whatever you want, just let me know. And I just received a message on LinkedIn, it's like, thank you very much, that cleared a lot of my confusions, and I really appreciate it. You feel a self of, like, yeah, I achieved something. Hassan, let me tell you something. If you felt this, you go and do more. Because I'll tell you, I've been doing this for in the startup ecosystem now for a long time. And... Um, and the rewards that you get from it, I still, Dipsy, you know Dipsy? Okay, yep. Ahmed? Okay, he was one of those that was a startup event that came up to me and, and said something to me and then that went on and it's been our journey ever since. These things happen, it's kind of like you'll be, the, what you do today, sometimes you'll reap the rewards in six to ten years. And I think the more you do of this, the more you, you um, explore with individuals and the more time that you put in. Sometimes work commitments is, is tough and that's the toughest thing for me is to be able to share my time. But if you do that, if you're prepared to help as many people along the way, you're going to have many more of these experiences. I'm going back home today with just a sense of achievement, not because I just shared my knowledge. It's because I believe in, in many of the cases, and that was one case, I feel like I made an impact, and that's what it's all about. This is what you aspire as a human being, just to make an impact on someone, making him feel that he's not alone. Someone can give him positive advice. Someone can guide him through, because we all know guidance where nowadays is going thin with all the craziness that's happening. It's nice to go back to your roots, share what you've done, share your passion, and inspire others. This event was perfect fit for the audience, for the demographics, for the people who came here without a clue of cybersecurity and came out of here with a passion for cybersecurity, that was like they knocked it out of the park. And I've attended hundreds of conferences, big conferences, light systems, screens. There was none of that here and it was perfect. Just say that, knocking it out of the park one more time. They literally knocked it out of the park. And that is a wrap from us because I, no matter what I do from now on, I'm not going to say it any better. Everybody, thanks for listening. You've been with us on a journey today. And let me tell you, that journey was absolutely unbelievable. Congratulations, White Heart Desert. You have done something very special. And I'm hoping that people will follow you on a country basis. Thank you so much for listening and hope to see you soon.